gentlemen, uh, what a pleasure and uh, what a film. Um, thank you. Thank you. When you make an opera, yeah, I'm, dig- I'm digging the poster back. Yeah. Thank you. I honestly, I love great modern westerns, and 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 this certainly is one. And yet, it's deeper than that because the boot is on the other foot, so to speak. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, huh? We are going to steal that. I like your style, Tony. <laughs> put it on. Put it on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 let's start with the direction because you know filming something like this is is got to be a huge task because you're you're dealing with these vistas you're dealing with these areas um and you got to fit everything in one screen and still pay homage to to the surrounding areas your location so did you plan this out storyboarding <clears throat> are you that kind of a director we did a little bit of storyboarding on sort of some of the more complicated sections and I, I'm a big shot lister. So I go into the movie with like 50 pages of just nonsense. That's my own uh, <laughs> sort of stream of consciousness. Okay. Here's what I want to achieve in each scene with each shot. But um, a lot of this was, you know, this was very much a location movie. You know, we were inspired by some of the great travel movies like uh, motorcycle diaries. And, you know, that's a, that's aiming high. Um, and, and we're talking about an important subject. So the, the bar was high for what we were holding ourselves to. And it was challenging. We were out, you know, in the central Mexico working, um, you know, in the, in the desert or in the mountains. It was at times freezing cold and incredibly hot. Um, we were working with every animal from a uh, horse and, a, and cows and bulls to turtles and sheep. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, any challenges yeah. we could throw at ourselves, I guess we did. Uh, and it, you know, it came out okay. Uh, Jake, your character is—I mean, you got you on the run, basically. You—you're you, fugitive, and yet you find yourself in Mexico with this—you know—what what Mexicans deal with in coming over here. You're an illegal alien from the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was kind of one of the the main genesis for the film was, you know, what if it was you? And, uh, you know, we really wanted to show the, the boot on the, uh, on the other boot and uh, or the boot on the other foot. And, yeah, I mean, we wanted to see what, what would happen if somebody like me was the one in the shadows. What if someone like me was penniless and working, working for a dollar a day? And, you know, what if it was you that didn't know the language? What would you think then? I think your character who goes for this metamorphosis in stripping away everything that we think is important uh, your character finally finds himself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you said the, the term stripping away everything um, because, you know, on his journey, it's an emotional one. He comes to know this place and comes to love this place, but he also changes physically throughout the whole movie. You know, he, he meets the Mexican father, Gustavo, at the beginning of the film in this tragic shooting, and he's one person. And by the time my character makes it, you know, hundreds of miles into the heart of Mexico and shows up at this boy's funeral, I've literally lost my hat. You know, I've lost my jacket. I barely have a t-shirt on my, you know, my eyes swollen and I don't even say anything to him because there's nothing in the script. I remember what would he say to him? How would he get his forgiveness? I'm there. I'm just showing up and looking him in the eyes. I think that's the best you can do. Um, and I think in a way, I hope that that would show respect to a father as well. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and pretend I can say I'm sorry or, or 
fix, I can't fix this issue. All I can do is show up. I feel like this is a film that, that might've been shot in the 1970s. By design. Yeah. We, we wanted, I mean, we wanted a, a modern Western contemporary Western. So it's, you know, there's, there's trucks as well as horses, but we definitely tried to strip away as much. And we're going back to strip away term, but strip away technology. And this, this could have taken place in the eighties, just as yeah. likely as right now. So it was definitely, um, uh, a choice to, you know, at various points in the script, we, we chose to get rid of technology, get rid of phones. You know, there's some phones and stuff in the movie. You aren't like pretending it was another time, but not allow that to define the movie, to keep the, the, the importance of the movie about the humans and their interactions with each other. Your, your cinematography reminds me, as I was going to say about, uh, tell him Willie Boy is here and maybe Ombre. You, you have that kind of, um, it's almost a washed out feeling, uh, you know, to the color and yet very vibrant at the same time. Thank you very much. We had a terrific cinematographer named uh, Juan Pablo Ramirez, who's excellent at, uh, he does a lot of his own handheld and he stays very intimate with his cat, you know, with the, with the characters that he's filming. He stays very close to them. So you're seeing it through their perspective. And in terms of the vibrancy of the movie, we really let the landscape do the talking for us. So we start in this, no man's land desert frontera area where it's you know sepia and dusty and then as we travel deeper into mexico things start to get green as we go into the mountains and, and vibrant when we go into the pueblo magicos yeah. like magic cities of traditional mexican towns and that's just what they look like so we weren't weren't trying to inject color into it it was just we were, it was there for us Jake, tell me what kind of education there is in working with uh, with Frank Grillo. I mean, <laughs> the guy is, you know, Hollywood incarnate. He, yeah, trial he, by fire. He is the real deal, man. Um, but he has such a way of of pushing you to get to get your best while also supporting you um, mm-hmm. in in any way possible. Keeping you, whether it's keeping things light in between takes. You know, joking around. I mean, he's one of the most fun guys to be around on a set, I found. And at the same time, when it's, you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work hard. Um, and I, I need that. I grew up playing sports, and I, I found that Frank and I were kind of similar in that way. And, you know, sports guys had a lot of fun in the locker room, and they joke around with the best of them. And then when you hit the field, it's on. Yeah, he, um, he challenges you. Challenge, challenge you, challenge me. We challenge him, you know. Um, and when, and all of that challenging, you know, creates some friction, just, but it elevates what you're doing and it, it makes everyone yeah. remember this yeah. is, this is important. Yeah. We got to do, we got to do better. Even if you're doing good, do he, better. He as well, I have to admit was, I'm just a fan of, I was just a fan of his period. Um, you know, growing up, I've been watching him for years. Kingdom is my favorite show of all time. So to be told yeah. that he was going to play my dad was, you know, that was pretty dreamlike you know, prison break and, and the other things he's done uh, going back to the gray with Liam Neeson. I mean, the guy is just a powerhouse and it seems like, as I said, working with him, I mean, you just, you just can't help but learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a guy who walks around with his, his binder with his scripts and just filled with notes all wow. the time. And, you know, uh, for him to come and join our movie and him to be bringing that kind of, work ethic yeah. to it and, and see how hard he's working. And I, I thought you know, it was, you know, pretty courageous of him as well to be taking on a role that is so different from the roles that he can get so easily. You know, I think he can play the the New York city cop for the rest of his life if he wanted to, 
Um, but instead he, he chose to grab a cowboy hat and come play a Texan. Uh, yeah, and 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 I'm, we're so glad he did, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to do this. And, and in a lot of these interviews, there, you know, there's a lot of fluffy things about you know your cast and, and and finding them. And believe me, you have a beautiful cast. But I'd like to find out how you auditioned your crew because these guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. We um yeah we went to Mexico, which has you know Mexico see the Oscars has mm-hmm. uh, an incredibly qualified uh, artistic group of domestic filmmakers you know they make great Mexican movies mm-hmm. and so we really we didn't bring any crew from the US mm-hmm. to Mexico we hired you know, 100% of our people in Mexico uh, and to, to do otherwise would be like bringing sand to the beach and uh, you know the movie was better for it I mean and then they understood this, this was a message that was incredibly important to them at a personal level. So they were on board with what we were trying to do. And, and, um, and I think we, we should give shout out to a lot of Mexican producers that either helped us along the movie or were actual producers on the movie. You know, my co-writer and producer, David Barraza introduced us to Jorge Jimenez who played Gustavo, the Mexican father in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the producers at Panorama were yeah. constantly sending us HOVs to check out. You know, people were super, super generous with us. I was surprised at uh, at Lopez's uh, uh, performance in this because I always think of him as, you know, a, a, as a comedian. Of course, yeah. boy, he just tore my heart out. Yeah, he's great. And he's so close to this role. You know, we wanted this Texas Ranger who's got kind of a boot on, on, on both uh, sides of the border <laughs> and doesn't quite fit in, you know, he's... Like he's judged one way when he's in Texas and he's judged another way when he's in Mexico and, you know, doesn't speak, he's, he's Mexican of heritage, but he doesn't speak Spanish. You know, we wanted to put people on notice on page one with him that like, Hey, don't, don't make stereotypes because we're going to break them. Yeah. He's perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great actor. For that. Yeah. You know, of all the questions, I've, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, but of all the questions, you know, the eight year old kid inside of me has to ask, what was the catering like? on your movie it's pretty good it's pretty good i mean we you know you gotta keep things simple when you're in the middle of the desert yeah um but i mean i i have to hand it to our catering company i mean to if we're if there's a scene in the desert we were in the desert um so to be building pop-up tents every day i can, I can say for sure this isn't about the food their food is great but i do remember we were in the middle of the desert where if you know the desert it can get incredibly windy and i remember right before lunch just a huge wind storm coming in and the, the tent for the, the whole catering tent just goes fly. I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, if people had been standing in the right place, they'd been hurt. And for that, it didn't happen, but it just goes flying. And they, you know, it was a huge debacle and they just figured out yeah. the problem, Our get workers. it working again. And, you know, Connor, as, as, as we wind down this interview a little bit, do you have a scene that you're particularly proud of that you've directed? And I'm going to ask that, uh, uh, to Jake as well about uh, an acting moment in the in the film, but is there a scene that you you love? Yeah, I'll say I'll I'll, I'll leave you with the maybe what you're going to say, but um, there's a scene uh, early on, and it's just between uh, Jackson and a cow, and he's he's escaped into Mexico, and uh, earlier in the movie is is one of the things that sets the thing all off is that because of the immigrants coming through their land and cutting through the fences that that their struggling family ranch has been losing cattle and a lot of the cattle have been getting off to Mexico. And that's just money lost for this ranch that can't afford to lose anything. 
And as Jackson's found himself in Mexico now, he runs across one of these cows. And it's, it's got a bunch of barbed wire wrapped around its leg and it's stuck there just like he is. And, and it's just this scene where Jackson gets the barbed wire off the cow and then says, okay, go home. And the cow doesn't know which way to go. And you end up getting angry at the cow and, and telling it to run off. And A, that scene was very difficult to shoot because it's a freaking cow and it's got horns and, you know, trying not to get anyone mauled. And, but it's also like a really important scene for the character and it's thematic to the, the whole point of the movie, which is like the cow doesn't know what side of the border he's on. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of yeah. where we were headed with the message of the movie. So I'm proud of that. Incredible. And, uh, and Jake? And I, I loved all the scenes with the animals, but to, to talk about something different, um, I have to admit, I loved, because I got to enjoy this scene on a writer level as well the interrogation scene where George Lopez is talking to my father, Frank Grillo for the first time after the shooting. And I'm kind of literally stuck in the middle between them two, trying to stay quiet about what happened. And it was just so enjoyable for me. It was enjoyable for me as an actor because I got to act with these two just juggernauts of their craft. So that was and great. Going and, they're, yeah, and they're going yeah. head to head. And then also as a writer, you know, I know, you know, they very nicely were like, this scene's bad. I love this scene. You know, Frank had told me that was one of the scenes that made him want to do the movie. And so to be able to be in that, in, in that scene, but also kind of like a little bit outside the scene, just like watching was just, that, that was amazing. That was, that truly was a great scene. It's one of those moments right. where George's character sees the lie you know, basically, and, and, and but he knows you're, prote- you're being protected by your dad. So, again, yeah, all about what's not being said. Yeah. But guys, thank you so much for this film, and thank IFC for for distributing it. It is uh, just it so a passion sweet. with me to to tell people about this film. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up IFC films because you know at least at least for me as a young actor writer, you know. They, they took a chance on me, you know, um, Big time. on a kid who hasn't been on many posters, you know, they, <laughs> they went for it and I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah. And we're, take, take. we're, we're in two, we're going to be in like 200 theaters in a time where it's tough, tough yeah. to catch break in cinemas right now. And uh, you know, so the whole world's going to, or the whole country's going to have access to the movies. So. Take care and do more films cool. and uh, have a great afternoon. Can I, get, can I get a photo of this, this background? You bet, sure. Yeah. I love this, man. <laughs>